Welcome back to Oliver's Insights, part of the Simplifying Investing podcast series. It's great to have you here. A reminder that this podcast is general in nature and hasn't taken your circumstances into account. It's important you consider your personal circumstances and speak to a financial advisor before deciding what's right for you. Any general tax information provided is provided as a guide only. And with that out of the way, here's Shane. G'day everyone and welcome to the latest issue of the Oliver's Insights podcast series. This week, we're going to have a look at the outlook for the Australian dollar. Now, of course, changes in the value of the Australian dollar are important for Australian investors as they directly impact the value of our international investments and indirectly affect the performance of domestic assets like shares via the impact on Australia's global competitiveness. They also, of course, impact things like the cost of travelling overseas, which is where many Australians feel the impact of currency movements quite closely and, of course, more broadly on impact import prices, and hence movements in import prices impact inflation. But currency movements are also very hard to get right in terms of trying to forecast them. John Kenneth Galbraith, the well-known economist that I've often referred to, says there's two types of economists, those who don't know and those who don't know that they don't know. And of course, that certainly applies in relation to currency forecasting. Over the last few years, the Australian dollar has been relatively soft. This note, with of course, J.K. Galbraith's proviso, takes a look at the outlook for the Australian dollar. Since reaching a level of around US 80 cents in February 2021, that's almost three years ago, the Australian dollar has fallen, leaving it well below its average of the last few decades. In fact, in recent times, it's pushed down almost as low as 60 US cents. And of course, in the last few months, it's gone below 63 US cents. The downtrend since February 2021 reflects a combination of factors. In particular, the initial slow reopening of the Australian economy coming out of the pandemic relative to the US and Europe, worries about a hit to global growth from the inflation surge and higher interest rates, as the Australian dollar tends to be sensitive to global growth given Australia's high proportion of commodity exports. These concerns have been accentuated by worries about China with lockdowns last year in China, Apache recovery this year and property sector worries that are continuing. On top of all of this, we've seen a downtrend in commodity prices. Yes, we did see an initial spike upon the invasion of Ukraine by Russia, particularly in energy prices, but since then the trend has been down again. And of course, we've seen less rate hikes from the Reserve Bank. For example, we've increased our cash rate to around 4.35%. Other countries have generally gone to 5% or in some cases 5.5%. And of course, that difference is notable relative to the US Federal Reserve. This, of course, has reduced the incentive for investors to park their cash in Australia because the cash rate is relatively lower here compared to other countries. And we can see that in the past, whenever there's been a downtrend in the gap between the value or the level of the Reserve Bank's cash rate and the US Fed funds rate, the Aussie dollar has tended to trend down. And vice versa, when the gap has widened, the Aussie dollar has tended to move higher. And finally, we've seen a period of relative strength in the US dollar, particularly going into 2022 as it tends to benefit in times of global uncertainty. And so to some degree, the weakness we've been seeing in the Aussie dollar has been more reflective of strength in the US dollar, although there are some homegrown issues as well. But I reckon there's five reasons to expect the Australian dollar to rise. After hitting a low recently of around 63 US cents in October, the Australian dollar has risen to just over 66 cents as I'm talking now. And there's good reason to expect a further rise. Firstly, from a long-term perspective, the Australian dollar is somewhat cheap. The best guide to this is what is called purchasing power parity, according to which exchange rates should equilibrate 
to get that word right, the price of a basket of goods and services across countries. If we go back to 1900, we can see that if we construct a fair value estimate based on relative prices and track that against the Australian dollar, we can see that the Australian dollar generally has moved in line with changes in purchasing power. And in particular, given Australian inflation has been somewhat higher over the last 120 years than in the US, there's been a downtrend in the value of the Aussie dollar from around $2.40 back in 1900. And of course, we did hit those lows around the year 2000, where we actually fell below 50 US cents. Currently, as I said, around 66 US cents. Fair value on that estimate is currently around 73, 74 US cents. So if we're currently around 66, then the Aussie dollar is slightly undervalued. Flip side of all of this is that if you do the same thing for the US dollar against a basket of uh, other currencies, such as the euro, the yen, and of course the Aussie dollar, the Canadian dollar, and so on, you find that the US dollar is somewhat overvalued. So this would suggest that the Aussie dollar is somewhat cheap again. Now, of course, it does move around that fair value estimate quite significantly. It collapsed, of course, at the time of the tech boom, when the Australian economy was seen as old economy. And then, of course, it boomed to over parity uh, into the early part of the 2010s on the back of very high commodity prices. So we do see a lot of volatility around there. But right now, it's modestly cheap. The second factor supporting the Aussie dollar is that relative interest rates are starting to swing in Australia's favour. That doesn't mean that Australian interest rates are above those seen in the US, but the gap is expected to narrow. The US Federal Reserve seems to be at the top and money markets are focused now on when it might start to cut rates in Australia, of course. There's still some probability that the Reserve Bank may raise rates again and the RBA is seen by the money markets, at least, as not cutting interest rates as quickly. So if you look at the expectations of money markets, some say the futures market, same thing, and compared to that to the Aussie dollar, that interest rate differential will actually go in a favourable direction as the rate gap narrows, or is expected to narrow by money markets in to and through next year. Thirdly, global sentiment towards the Australian dollar is somewhat negative, and this is reflected in short or underweight positions in the Aussie. In other words, many of those who want to sell the Australian dollar may have already done so, and this leaves it vulnerable to a further rally if there is any good news. A fourth point, pointing to a stronger Australian dollar, is that commodity prices look to be embarking on a new positive super cycle. The key drivers of this are the trend to onshoring, reflecting a desire to avoid a rerun of pandemic pandemic supply disruptions and increased nationalism. The demand for clean energy and related vehicles, electric vehicles, for example, use a massive amount of metals compared to traditional internal combustion engine-driven vehicles. And also we're seeing increasing global defence spending. All of these things require new metal-intensive investment. And of course, this has been compounded by global underinvestment in new commodity supply. The last mining investment boom, for example, ended about a decade ago. This is positive for Australia's industrial commodity exports and therefore should be a positive for the Australian dollar. Of course, that's really a longer term trend and the Aussie will fluctuate to some degree around that, but it is a positive trend. And the fifth point is that reflecting continuing high energy and iron ore prices, Australia is continuing to run a current account surplus. You may recall over much of the last few decades, we've been in deficit. And of course, this became well known in the 1980s. But in recent times, recent years, we've been running a surplus. That surplus is down from recent highs as gas and coal prices have fallen back a bit from last year's highs and Australians have resumed travelling overseas. But we are still in surplus. And the swing into a surplus means Australia is effectively a capital exporter and there is 
a more natural transactional demand for the Australian dollar than supply. So where to from here? We expect that the combination of a slightly more hawkish Reserve Bank of Australia, a falling US dollar at a time when the Aussie dollar is undervalued and positioning towards it, which is still short, all of those things will combine to push the Aussie dollar higher into next year, likely taking it back above US 70 cents. The main risk is if the global and or Australian economies slide into recession next year. This is not our base case, but it is a very high risk and if it occurs, it could result in a new leg down in the value of the Aussie dollar as it is a gross sensitive currency. And of course, that uncertainty could also result in a rebound in the relatively defensive US dollar, which often gets a bid, as they say, in times of global uncertainty. But as I said, our base case is that we should avoid recession, albeit it's a close call, and that should mean uh, more upside for the Aussie dollar. So what would a further rise in the value of the Australian dollar mean for investors? For Australian-based investors, a rise in the Australian dollar will reduce the value of their international assets and hence their returns. And vice versa, for a fall in the value of the Australian dollar, the decline in the Australian dollar over the last few years has enhanced the returns from global shares in Australian dollar terms. So when investing in international assets, an Australian investor has the choice of being hedged, which removes the currency impact, or unhedged, which leaves the investor exposed to changes in the value of the Australian dollar. Given our expectation for the Australian dollar to rise further, into next year, there is a case for investors to talk towards a more hedged exposure of their international investments. I know that all sounds a little bit complicated, but if you are confused, the best thing to do is talk to a financial planner as to what that might mean for your particular investments. However, this should not be taken to an extreme for two key reasons. Firstly, currency forecasting, as I mentioned at the open, is hard to get right. And with recession risk remaining high, the rebound in the Australian dollar could turn out to be short-lived. Secondly, having foreign currency in an investor's portfolio via unhedged foreign investments is a good diversifier if the economic and commodity outlook turns sour. If you look back historically, for example, periods of falling global shares have also tended to be associated with falls in the value of the Australian dollar. So the value of your international investment goes down in foreign currency terms, but the Aussie dollar goes down pushing up the value of that investment in Australian dollar terms. In other words, providing a bit of a diversifier. So in other words, having an exposure to foreign exchange provides good protection against threats to the global outlook. So the key point from all of this is, there's five good reasons, I think, that the Australian dollar will rise into next year, but that in turn would suggest there is a case to move a little bit towards more hedged international investments in your portfolio, but don't take it to an extreme given the ongoing risks around the global outlook and the obvious benefits from being diversified by having some foreign currency exposure in your portfolio. So I'll leave it there. I hope that's been of some value. Until we meet again, adios. To keep up to date with Dr. Oliver and the Simplifying Investing podcast series, be sure to subscribe to your favourite streaming platform. 